Welcome to Polis Legacy, episode number 47. I'm your host, Kendall. This is Jared. Welcome to 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, uh, just just uh, for those, those listening who uh, haven't been listening to every episode since uh, 2013, um, <laughs> I did go back using... Uh, the Wayback Machine on archive.org to figure out how many episodes of the Polis podcast have existed at some point or another. I'm not sure how many of them still exist, and I know that there are some dead links on the RSS feed, so I'll fix that eventually. But yes, this is episode 47. If we go back to that legacy is so numbering. <laughs> I, I actually went to try to go to archive and figure it out myself or try to find some, you know, maybe somehow on the Packrat page that might have been saved. Uh-huh. But, yeah, to no avail. But thank you for finding out the numbering. It it really is mind-blowing. And, and I maybe we can get a wax a little bit more nostalgic when 50-year-olds are around. But <laughs> I just remember, the, like, the first podcast and me just saying, like, yeah, like, after everything you said, that stuck out with me so much. And it made me cringe having to listen to that. But – I would have to say that um, at least myself came at least far enough or farther than I probably ever initially expected when I met you in the basement of Packard Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it was uh, it's 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 crazy that you know it's it's nice to know because we were. I mean, we we never did it like weekly. It looks like we kind of averaged twice a month when we were recording theoretically weekly. Um, and, uh, my philosophy with this podcast was always do as little work as possible. <laughs> um, sort of, sort of like other podcasts I was doing, I would try to keep a strict format and, and, uh, and, you know, maybe have more complicated editing techniques or whatever. Uh, and I think that I have improved like sound quality and I do put, I do stick the, the, opening theme at the beginning of this podcast, which is something that I did not do in those, in those earlier episodes. Uh, but yeah, I talk anyway. to you Kendall for everything. And Kendall does take care of everything. If you didn't know that already. And then he does a tremendous job and that is a great song. <laughs> yes. I always get excited to listen to our podcast and hear that. Yes, so that, that was my band seven book trilogy back. Okay. Back in the day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, let's let's get it. Let's dive into the episode. We haven't. Uh, so uh, so, Jared, what have you been reading for the last two months? Basically, the last episode we recorded was at the end of November. It is now the end of January. So I was thinking, like, fifteen minutes before this, like, I've been. It feels like I've been fairly underwhelmed with what's going on. So I'm like, I'm like, have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then I go through the stack. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to talk about. <laughs> Um, so I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I will admit that part of the reason that I had, that I didn't have us record this sooner, um, you know, in addition to being just busy in general, I had fallen way behind on reading in December. So I'm finally mostly caught up. I still haven't read, 
I still haven't read four issues of Nightwing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I need to I need to read that so I decide whether I'm going to drop it or not. Uh, uh, well, but, okay, uh, actually, with that point, is uh, Seeley still writing the ones that you're write, reading? That, that's right, right? Uh, didn't they he didn't got, he switch? Sam Humphreys jumped. Yeah, Sam Humphreys picked it up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether... I'm into his Sam Humphrey's issues. I think I am. Cause I think that it was a few months ago. So I've only, you know, I I'm dropped like, after Sealy. So I was kind of curious. Yeah. How that was, but we can maybe talk about that. Well, issue. yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next month. Either. I will be like, this yeah. is great. Or I dropped off of this. Cause that is, that's what, that's what happened with Superman. I dropped, I decided to drop Superman. Cause I got a few issues behind and read three of them in a row. And I was like, nah, yeah, I'm kind of done with that. That's what I kind of did. I kind of peeled off a few different books. I think uh, Green Lanterns just wasn't, or uh, Hal Jordan really wasn't doing it for me. And there's a couple other books I'm trying to think. Well, and actually, this first one I was going to, I quit subscribing to uh, the James Bond books by Dynamite. Uh-huh. But um, Ailes Scott is writing the book, and I wish I could remember he did. Um, what was it? I think it was um, after uh, Original Sin, the Bucky Barnes book, where he's like the protector, or takes oh, a the man we- on the wall yeah, job. the weird one. Yeah, I, yeah, I never read it, one. but but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so and he did he did a couple other things that yeah, I mean he's it's been pretty interesting. It's different kind of writing, and he's taking over the Bond book. Um, so I'm like I I'll, I have to give this a try. It's just one of those where just to see him like take over James Bond and that kind of spy story, and kind of with his history, it's really being weird and kind of out there. Like where is this going to go? So mm-hmm. I, I was a sucker and picked it up. And so far the first issues have been really good. So I've been really happy with that. And um, uh, kind of moving on to my Marvel stuff, I don't think we talked about the uh, Marvel two and one. I picked up yeah. the thing. Versus Human Torch. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we we didn't. Um, I'm actually like this is this is how I don't care about the politics, but behind canceling Fantastic Four or whatever, Marvel has managed to get me interested in Fantastic Four. If they had not canceled that book, there's no and and it had not been gone for as long as it's been. There's no way I would be reading this. First of all, it's Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. Which yeah, is, oh yeah, I was just gonna say it for you. I'm like, I doubt Ken will read this, but I'm gonna mention it anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's Chip Zdarsky who had, is, yeah. I don't like, uh, but he, I've, I liked this. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it was yeah. Great. Um, um, waiting for the next one. Yeah. Uh, so the second one came out this week. Did it? Okay. Yeah. So I, I haven't made it down to the story. It actually, I did pick up. Um, so kind of my predicament is that Comic Town is um, like two and a half minutes from work, and Heroes and Games is about thirty-five to forty minutes from work. <laughs> so on my lunch break, and I'm like, I, I did you read that today or yesterday from today? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I picked that up because I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to read it and talk about it today. So that's the one book I did pick up today, and also to. Maybe a side subject that I want to kind of t- touch on later, but um, I don't know if you ever played the game Dice Masters. No. Well, I've been getting into it. I've, I found like a kind of intro pack, but it's all like Marvel heroes focused, uh-huh. and they're like one dollar packs. So I've been kind of getting into them a little bit, but um, that could be something else. Like I'm 
been getting into a lot more board games and stuff like that, which oh. I might want to talk to you later about. Separate subject, but moving on. Uh, Moon Knight has been really um, pretty consistently good. The Max Bema stuff's uh, not bad at all, and the art's beautiful. Um, Donny Cates and the Doctor Strange book has been kind of weird, but it's been really good. And it's basically they have Loki as Sorcerer Supreme. Uh-huh. And, and there's some way that I don't know, it might be through his Asgardian powers or whatever, but um, before they essentially said that magic has a cost. So Doctor Strange, whenever you cast a spell, um, it turns out they had some like hidden interdimensional uh, monastery of monks taking all of this pain and torture uh-huh. so he can do his magic spells. So somehow Loki can do whatever he wants and there's no cost to the magic. So um, there's interesting parts of that. And then um, essentially this is kind of interesting too. So Dr. Strange brings back the Sentry. So he's been involved in the last um, kind of uh, shenanigans as Dr. Strange ends up taking power from the Tree of Life in Asgardia. So now he's like Super Jack Gandalf level wizard taking on Loki who is the sorcerer supreme. Yeah, yeah. I uh I've I've checked in on on Doctor Strange uh really throughout the run. I I he's not he's not a character that I need to read every month, uh but I'm glad that I'm glad that there's good stories being told cuz I do think that kind of in the run up to the movie I was like, I want to read a bunch of Doctor Strange, and there just wasn't a lot of Doctor Strange that was good. You yeah, know? the Jason Aaron stuff was okay, but you know, he does like the mythical stuff really good. But I, yeah, I, it was yeah. Well, I don't think it was like, his best work. But even even like even before that, like before Jason, like like before Jason Aaron, because Jason Aaron basically started the book six months or a year before the Dr. Strange movie came out. But like that's part of prior, the reason. Yeah. Prior yeah, to that, you had, you had like this series, you had the oath. Yeah. You had him show up in the Illuminati <laughs> and in new Avengers. But as far as, as far as like, yeah, I mean, as far as the, as, as like a straight up modern Dr. Strange is the star of the sh- is the star of the show. You basically just had the oath. And his and the origin that Straczynski did, and that's and that's that's it. There were a handful of other things from across time, but I'm I'm glad that there's like if somebody's like I want to dive into if somebody saw Doctor Strange and is like I want to dive into this comic, or if somebody was like I'm getting into comics and I liked that Doctor Strange movie, you know, can I read some good Doctor Strange stuff? I'm glad that there's there's you know eight eight tier so writers writing the character. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's, I mean, Iron Man wasn't obviously that vocal of a character until the movie came out. Mm. Is that something where, you know, they kind of, well, not say they had to push Doctor Strange, but it definitely didn't hurt to help him get his own book and get some more notoriety yeah. and get Benedict Cumberpatch. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, I mean, Iron Dreamy. Man had a bunch of stuff in the lead up to Civil War, and he was a big character in Civil War, so you had all that to uh to sort of and then you're like with. extremists i mean there's a but there's some other really good stories that's I, that's the thing it's like i i don't think he's like kind of the perfect example of that but it feels like 
Doctor Strange has had some good stories. And, I mean, obviously earlier in, like, probably the 90s, early 2000s, he had a solo title for a while. But it's just it hasn't been really anything recent. Yeah, so. yeah. And, I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt to kind of revive again, too, if you're going to have them. And phew, I, I keep watching that Avengers trailer. I just keep getting so excited. <laughs> and I saw it, it was like uh, a couple days ago, it was like 100 days away. I'm like, that is really not that long. It's so exciting. And it's probably going to be, what, like Deadpool before then and something else maybe? So I I need to go back and listen to the last episode that we recorded. Because uh, did we get on – Did we? do you remember, did we get on tape you reacting to me saying I hadn't seen the Avengers trailer? Oh, yes, that is correct. Because <laughs> you were – I think you were like, you're going to – yeah, you're going to go watch it and then you're going to say it sucks. <laughs> I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna ma- uh, pull that audio clip and and ma- and do a little a little promo for for the poll list to put on to put at the end of uh, of one of my other podcasts just since uh, since I don't I've I've never I've never done a commercial for poll list so I think I might I would pull that I was like there's not a lot you know there, there's not a lot with this podcast it's not the easy it would be the easiest thing to to like describe and market, you know, because it's sort of just us talking. But, uh, I think, uh, I think your, your reaction, uh, to, <laughs> to my not having seen the, the Marvel trailer is, is probably as good as anything. Can uh, I write a couple commercials for this? Because I would love to record some with you. Oh okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can, uh, yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can try to figure something out. Let definitely. me, let me, uh, put some, something down on paper. Well, let me see if I can get motivated enough to do that, but I think that would be kind of funny okay. to do something. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll record that in the podcast. We'll leave that in the podcast. So, uh, so that people listening will be like, Hey, where's that commercial you guys oh, are talking about? Total accountability. No, thank you. Public people, <laughs> everybody. All of you listening, I'll, hold us accountable. Look, most most of the time when I post this on my blog, we get at least twenty nine hits. So that's good. Yeah. I actually, I was telling someone today. She's like, uh, "So you guys think all the time?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, I got, I got this podcast going on." And she goes, "Does anyone listen to it?" I'm like, "I have absolutely zero idea because <laughs> I never ask him like if he has any metrics on it or if anyone's listening, but." I will I say, I will say, of all the podcasts that I do on on the that I post on my website, this one is the least popular. Oh, that's good. Well, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, we're, we're yeah. I mean, yeah, we're it's, controversial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We're, we've got that <laughs> that niche audience. Yeah. Of uh, anyway, uh, Infowars of comic books. <laughs> so, so I will say, I did watch the I did watch the trailer, and I actually have I saw it. It was in front of a movie that I saw. Uh, over, choice. I think was it in front of? Uh, it was probably in front of Star Wars. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Which, like if you want to know what I thought of Star Wars, uh, there's a whole podcast about that. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that as well. Um, but talking about. But uh, but yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it looks cool. Uh, I kind of. I have the. I have the. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm I'm full yeah. on superhero fatigue right now. I mean, I still haven't seen the Justice League. When was the movie. last time? Well, okay. Justice League, yeah. Uh, you're fine. But how, how are you – how, how are you fatigued? There's not been, like, any superhero movie since Justice League, and it's even been a while since then. I mean, I, mean, I just – like, 
with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like it just keeps going and keeps going. I don't know. It's, they, That's the I, beauty of it. I mean, what do you call my books to? They keep going and going I, and going. I know, and I mean, and I mean, I I, I understand. I understand that in theory, but it's just like I don't know. I'm. Do you have any comic book TV shows that you like? Yeah, I mean, yes, I'm watching all of them because I'm required to uh, by <laughs> me. Uh, speaking of which, did you see, did you watch Black Lightning? No, I, well, I saw you post that. I honestly just haven't had time. Oh, by oh man. My wife won't watch it. But I heard, like, I, I, did, like, I did some research on it, and everyone said it's just, um, you know, I don't have a problem with political type of stuff, but he said it's kind of like that type of driven stuff. But it seems more adult. And honestly, I have uh, – I just don't like teen dramas. I've tried to watch them, The Runaways. It's fine. Uh, I just don't like teen dramas. Well, it's, it's just, definitely not – it's definitely not a teen drama because Black that's, Lightning that's why I, is I think a, I would like it. That's why I think yeah. I'd probably be more interested in it. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a grown – he's a grown-ass man. He's He's okay. got teenage daughters. Okay. Um, good. Well, see, that's why that's why I figured we would talk about it tonight. So I wanted to yeah. kind of get your take on hurry on, on and yeah. I'll I'll definitely go check it out if you give me. Yeah. That, so. No. Um. So for those who haven't seen it, I mean, it's a. I mean, it is it is like almost exclusively uh, African American uh, uh, cast, and sort of like Luke Cage, it feels maybe even more so than Luke Cage. It feels like authentically, like. African-American culture. I mean, I know that I'm a suburban white boy, so my perception of that may be a little bit off, but there were like little things that there were, there were just some little things like the way that, uh, they, there was like an honor. There were on, cause the main character black lightning is the principal of the school and they were like oh, yeah. honoring him and the way that they were honoring him and the way that they were talking about all the great things that his daughters do and stuff felt very true to that culture. Um, it reminded me of when I, I, I used to play guitar at a, at a, at a Pentecostal church and, and that was sort of how they talked people up and, and it just felt, it feels very, very, authentic, very authentic, or at least as authentic as, as a yeah. show like that can be. Um, but yeah, it's, this guy, Black Lightning, the is, was a superhero 15 years ago, um, and he got hurt, and he basically, and he, you know, did whatever he sought out to do, like he defeated the the bad the bad guy the big bad guy retired or whatever, and, and yeah, and then he retired, promised he never would go back. You know, at one point he says, you know, I've saved more lives as a principal than I ever would have as a vigilante, and. Uh, some stuff seems to be happening that uh, is going to cause him to come, come out of retirement. And I mean, it's, that sounds pretty cool. I know. I think I, I mean, it's just some of that stuff is, yeah, so like with the teen drama, but I heard this is definitely a lot more, uh, more adult or more mature. So I'm all, I'm yeah, all without, I, without being like, without being like hyper violent, the way that the Netflix shows are. Well, yeah. I heard it's not like heavy handed. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I really enjoyed it. It does. It is the one like kind of cool thing about living in this age where there's a million th- Cause I mean, yes, there, this is why I have superhero fatigue. I, every week I watch Supergirl, flash arrow legends, and Gotham, and to, yeah, and no, now, that's, a, that's exactly why you have superhero fatigue. And now I have 
you know, one more on, on top of that, uh, with, uh, you know, whatchamacallit with, with black lightning and then the, you know, and Netflix shows and everything. Although, I mean, one of the, the lost episode that I never posted of, of pull list where, or either I didn't post it or, or I like cut out. We had like a 20 minute argument about whether or not Spider-Man should be in the Marvel universe, (laughs) in the Marvel cinematic universe. But, uh, like even back then I was starting to feel like not, not fatigue, but just like that, the, that all the different franchises were kind of cannibalizing each other. Like oh, that- you're taking advantage of that type of like some, whatever it was like hit really big is probably Iron Man, the first movie. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, that was the pretty much the catalyst for everything we see now. If that, if that were bombed, then uh-huh. who knows? It could just be like another series of, Ben Affleck, Daredevils, uh, and yeah, you know, that I mean, sort of stuff. I mean, it's a common. I think it's a combination of things. I think it's it's Iron Man proving that you can have a good superhero movie. Like, not that, not that the, story driven. Not that Tobey Maguire and stuff like that. But well, proving that you can trust the source material and trust. Well, and, the that, and there's the something material. else too because then you're going to have like, I think when you have to do this, you have to like layer the timeline where you're going to have like kind of story, but also tech. Or CGI, because uh-huh. there's like the Spider-Man movies. I think you kind of have to put like after Toby, it's just a different story. He was like their own special kind of graphics, and it's it's definitely like a step. Yeah. It's almost like looking at like he's like a neat like that Spider-Man was like Neanderthal, where our Homo sapien with uh-huh. Spider or like Iron Man and kind of getting a little bit more intelligent going on. I think there's a clear divide. I think you can kind of put on in terms of like CGI and everything else with that. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, but I think CGI really makes these types of movies. Yeah. So I think when you do kind of take that next step, that really helps everything else out. I mean, the other thing, the other thing that has, you know, made the phenomenon what it is, is things like what I, what I think is the best example of it is the Harry Potter movie, movie series. There's, you start a movie and it's you you make a movie out of a out of the first book of a seven book series with the assumption that you're going to make a movie for all of those books. So you know creating these creating these universes and having having once or twice a year uh, adding to the adding to these universes that's that's what's really you know whether it's whether it's the Arrowverse or the Fox X-Men universe or the, or the, or the DC DCEU or the, or the Marvel cinematic universe or star Wars for that matter, <laughs> you know, Disney buying star Wars and putting out yeah. one, one, and they've actually got a second, they've got another star Wars movie coming out in here in a few months. So the Han Solo movie, I mean, like, I think that's, that's got a lot to do with, cause like before, you would have like like one of the best examples is this is the is all the Netflix series like in in the past you'd be like they'd be like okay let's make we're gonna announce that we're gonna make Daredevil and then they'd make Daredevil and then they would announce if you know eventually more kind of like how they did with Arrow they would announce okay and then we're gonna do a spinoff that's Jessica Jones and yeah. maybe you'd have two spinoffs of a show. But you would never have four different shows 
all, you know, and granted they're spread out. So it's not necessarily that you're getting a new season every year, but you would never have four different shows all announced at the same time that take place in the same universe. Oh no. And that's, I think the only ever chance because I don't, I mean, do you think they'll ever have like another defenders season two or will it just be everyone's individual seasons? I mean, at some point are we going to start seeing these people on the Marvel like cinema universe? Because I mean, I would honestly love to see Luke Cage just take a crack at Thanos and see Uh what happens and see if Thanos could hit him with that unbreakable skin. Kind of like, I, I would also like to put Thanos in like a, like a lab and kind of do testings on like superhero fights with how it's coming through as well. I just want to do like super scenarios. I would love to be able to direct my own movies with that stuff. Kind of getting off point. Yeah. I mean, but, I think um, it, it sort of depends. Uh, if, <clears throat> sorry, if, um, if we, if we continue, if, if all these movies continue to be successful, then, uh, I do think, I do think we will see another and, and TV shows and everything. I do think we'll see another defenders. Um, I mean, every, every Netflix Marvel show has been pretty popular. I mean, defenders is probably the least popular, but even that was still, I mean, I'm sure that everybody went home and watched it. it. Yeah. It was not really memorable at all, but I, I I liked it a lot, but that's the other thing is, is like with a Netflix show, how good does it have to be? I mean, I know it's prestige television and every single show is the greatest show you've ever seen, but how good does it have to be? Well, no, I remember liking it. Honestly, I couldn't tell you, like, think about it now. I'm like, I, it's, I, probably need to, I could probably watch it again and actually have benefit from it because I really don't remember uh-huh. what happened in it. It just did not stick out in my mind at all. It's either I might have just craved it in on yeah, a weekend. You powered through it in a weekend. I mean, that's probably what it was. If, if you asked me what happened in the season one of Daredevil, I probably could tell, I would not have very many details for you. And that's oh yeah. All I would say is he was still in his black outfit, and I was still and that, mad that yeah. he didn't kick more people's butts. So uh, let's uh, let's let's pivot keep it here. pushing through. <laughs> let's pivot here. I want to talk about uh, some comics that I've been reading. Uh, first off, uh, Dan Slott is leaving Spider-Man with issue eight hundred. Um, sure, let's do it. Yeah, which is I mean, which yeah. is crazy. Uh, he's gonna write. He's and uh, Iron yeah, Man, he's gonna right? write Iron Man, which is gonna be great. I'm really scared of who they're going to, I'm really scared of who they're going to replace Dan slot with. I'm really scared. Uh, it's going to be Nick chip Zdarsky. No, I think it's Nick Spencer. Zdarsky's going to stay on uh, the one he's on now, or whatever. Spectacular. I would, I would love it if it was Nick Spencer. I'm just, I, I'm wondering. I think if that's his... the way to lean in. That, okay. So when people leak information and that's been leaked out a couple of times, it's, it's generally for a reason. People don't let information out not for a reason uh-huh. and I haven't seen any other names out there for it. So I, I honestly, I mean, if I, if I was flush with cash, I'd drop a saw buck on Nick Spencer being the next writer. So here's, here's the thing though, Nick Spencer. I mean, Nick Spencer did secret empire, which I, I mean, it sold all right, but there was a lot of negative buzz about it. And I Nick just Spencer's don't know. A tent pole. He's a tent pole. There's no way like they'll get, they want to keep him on. But I mean, is he He's, writing anything now? 
that's the thing. Like he was taking over. He's probably not. He's probably writing that stuff right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, what I would, is he doing? He's, he's done off all the he's, Captain America. He's uh, he's got an image book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, thanks. Yeah, that's good. I kind of. I kind of feel like I. I don't know. I. Uh, there's been sort of a trend of Marvel writers, like sort of they write, you know, you had Hickman and then you had Remender uh, where, you know, they, they're writing like bigger and bigger things and bigger and bigger things. And then they do a big, a big crossover event. And then they kind of step away from Marvel for a while. Maybe he's having his Marvel hangover right now and he just yeah. doesn't want to do anything. I just, I mean, and, and me, and it's possible that like the plan was to have him take over Spider-Man. Uh, but I just, I, and again, I think he would be perfect on it. Don't, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm totally metagaming here. I'm totally speculating, but I feel like, I feel like the, the negative buzz around secret empire and that his name was so associated with that. I think Marvel might want to give him a, might be giving him a little bit more time because they really, I mean, they really sort of have in in all the legacy books like just pretended like secret empire didn't happen well so um was so editor-in-chief what axel alonzo he was out do you think that change might have happened well it was probably in between the leak because the leak happened out happened early who knows maybe with um but uh i can't remember his name yeah 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 who knows? Maybe with that change, maybe he's going to be. I mean, he might have that decision. Mm-hmm. Who's making that? Maybe before it was Alonzo. So, yeah. I mean, we'll find we'll find out soon because uh, it is kind of exciting to hear. I'm sure they're going to make a big deal out of it, which yeah, that's awesome because you know it's probably going to be a heavy hitter. Okay, so hypothetical question just popped in my brain: What would be like the most jaw dropping person to take over that book coming from DC? Coming from DC? Oh yeah, DC. Jeff Johns. Bible, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, point. I mean, that's, that's that, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cheating, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, any of the big names, Tom King would be interesting on it. Uh, Scott Snyder, if only because he did just come off of Batman. Um, but I don't think Scott Snyder would necessarily be a good fit. But I mean, Tom King could totally write the character. Be interesting. Um, who else even works at DC? Like Vin Diddy. Um, oh, um, actually, uh, Jer- Dan Jurgens might have an interesting yeah, take. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever written the character before, but he does. He's been what he's been doing on action, and he's actually coming off of action. What he what he's been doing on action has been really good, uh, and really just like. I mean, I, I might be like biased because I know that he wrote a lot in the '90s, but he does. It does sort of action comics has the kind of that like '90s superhero comics feel that I think works really well with Spider-Man. Oh, totally. Also, Spider-Man yeah. and Superman uh, are relative are really pretty similar characters. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Spider-Man's probably a little easier to write and a little bit more clearly defined, but if yeah, if obviously had the flaws and. But, but both of them are all about I mean, those are a selfless like, hero. Yeah, like when I really think of – well, when I think of DC, I want to say Batman, but it's really Superman. And then Marvel, I think when it really truly comes down to it, Spider-Man is kind of like the heart and soul of Marvel. 
But yeah, um, I would love to see, I mean, I would love to see Dennis Hopeless. Um, I would love to see just any big name take over Spider-Man. The thing is, it's like Dan Slott has been on the character for so long that I, and I've liked it the whole time, you know, and so I'm scared because there are certain, there are some writers that, you know, if Charles Soule went on the book, I'd be scared to death that it would be aggressively oh, mediocre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but like, yeah, I mean, if, if, I mean, imagine if Jason Aaron started writing Spider-Man. Oh, you just totally read my mind. Well, I just looked at the mighty Thor. I'm like, Oh, what if he wrote it? I'm like, I mean, cause so he's not writing Dr. Strange. He's, I mean, he, re- he puts out one issue of Southern bastards every, every six months Thor. and he's yeah. writing Thor and that's, and that's pretty much it. So oh. he, you know, he has time, man. I, mean, I would, that's one of those things where. Could you imagine being in that position where you just go to like all of your top writers and say, write me an issue of Spider-Man and just map out the arc, do Uh whatever you want. Well, that's, I mean, that's how, that's how Spider-Man was in brand new day. Basically it was a new, you know, a new creative team every arc. Uh, So the first issue of what I believe is Dan Slott's last arc came out today. Um, issue uh, 794 I think it was the number um and so at first I was like oh no this isn't going to be a good issue uh because it was the return of zodiac okay um and I'm going to I'm going to tell you about this cuz I know you're not reading Spider-Man yeah no um, please do and and but just like anybody anybody listening uh this is going to be spoilers and this is a a book that well, by the time I post the episode, who knows when it came out, but it did just come out this week. Uh, yeah, Threat Level Red Part 1 was the the issue. But Zodiac uh, was a villain that was in the early days of the Parker Industries run. <laughs> That's and, when I stopped reading was pretty much after the first arc of Zodiac. I yeah, think. and I mean, that was like one of the most... I mean, I, I really don't like to, to, to badmouth the run because I mean, I kept reading it, so it, it, it was pretty good, but it's just like, you know, it was a seven out of 10 instead of a, a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, you know, it was, it was one of the weakest parts of the entire of Dan Slott's entire run. That's was, why I jumped off Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, and then there's been, I mean, there's been some, it's been, I will admit that there, there have been some weaker arcs in the last couple of years. I, I think it's, I think it's fair to say, uh, that although there's been some great stuff in the last, last couple of years too, I just, I, it's cooled a lot of people badmouth Dan Slott and I don't want to agree and I don't agree with them, but you know what I'm saying? You, you get what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh no, is his last arc going to be a Zodiac story? <laughs> but the good news is it's not uh they basically uh zodiac had been hurled a, f- a year into the future and this is that 365 days later so they're preparing for zodiac to show up and <laughs> and it's just a it's just basically an issue long fight scene um, oh, nice. Like, I mean, just, or maybe not a fight scene, but just like, it's a done in one. Like Zodiac is the monster of the week here. Okay. He, he escapes some stuff happens at this like uh, crazy underground, this underwater sub where they keep all of the dangerous 
artifacts. It's like the warehouse 13 of underwater subs. Um, and, uh, and the Zodiac key escapes the Zodiac guy comes, they fight. There's a thing in big Ben and blah, blah, blah. But then it turns out that after they defeat Zodiac, it turns out that some of these people that you were, that you had seen kind of working and manipulating things have been working for Norman Osborn. Now, Okay, I thought yeah, I thought there was a goblin coming back here soon. Now, now Dan Slott has Norman Osborn is not one of my favorite characters. Like he's, I I feel like uh, there was a time not too long ago where he was super overused. Um, between the mo- between the you know the Tobey Maguire movies and then and then in the comics, you know, with as much as I enjoyed Dark Reign, like. There was kind of too much Norman Osborn, and then especially like kind of in the aftermath of that, there was kind of too much. But in the last couple of years, Dan Slott, that's one thing that he has done right. He 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 brings in he he does an arc with with Norman Osborn, and then goes away for a little while. And my probably my favorite single issue of 2017 was a an issue that was just a Norman Osborn issue a few months ago. Um, at least my favorite issue of Spider-Man in 2017, but maybe my favorite issue of any single comic. Um, wow. So he's so he's done some cool stuff with Norman Osborn, and it just feels right that his last arc would be a Spider-Man versus Norman Osborn arc. Like that just that just feels right. And I, uh, I totally agree. I mean, you don't want to. I mean, I don't think a Sandman, even Mysterio, feels good. It'd probably be like him, maybe Doctor Octopus. Yeah, it's just he's done, and he's done a lot with Doctor Octopus, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's gonna say like that's the last time I remember seeing the Goblins was uh, like at the very end of that, right? Um, maybe the end of the Superior. So, was, um, well, well, so the most where Norman, I'll tell you where Norman Osborn's at in his story right now. Uh, Spider-Man has taken has taken steps to cure him of his insanity. And in the last in his last appearance, he gave Norman Osborn a um cuz cuz Norman Osborn had uh like was infecting people with goblin stuff to make everybody turn into goblins and and they got a a vaccine for it. To, like vac- to vaccinate people from yeah it's yeah it's kind of like that uh it, but ex- but there was a vaccine exactly for like it was a vaccine for uh for got for goblin serum so he gives the vaccine to norman osborne so now norman osborne he's still evil and he's still petty and whatnot you know he's still a bad guy but he's not crazy anymore and he no longer has the goblin in him at like at all now well, there's they did bring him something. Oh, oh, yeah. I just remembered what they brought him. Uh, so no, it's not going to be the <laughs> goblin. It's not going to be the goblin. It's the hobgoblin. Problem. They brought him the carnage symbiote. What? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I okay. And honestly, I was thinking, I'm like, just for the Spider-Man's sake, I, I should probably pick up the last run of slot and just kind of. See how he finishes it out. So, I'll make sure to pick up that issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. No, I, I don't even think I don't even consider it spoiled for me. I'm, I'm excited to read it. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, it's a last page reveal. 
It was because well, there was and this no is the first issue of the last. Yeah, thing. yeah, mean, yeah. It's the first issue can't. of the arc. Like it's setting up for it. So, thing. so you don't want to, you know. I didn't want to. I wouldn't. I wanted to. Info. I wanted to warn people, in case they're listening, and you know. But oh, that's good. But no, okay, <laughs> that's good. Like, I, I am excited for this, and honestly, I, I just remember, just really enjoying a lot of his stuff. It's like big time. Uh huh. Obviously, uh, yeah, I actually, I, I did, uh, I revit, I reread, um, uh, a handful of his stories from the brand new day era this past week. And I, I wrote, I did a little write up on, uh, on the Kendall cast website, uh, of, of four of the, four of the stories that I, that I really enjoyed the, the first arc of brand new day, uh, Peter Parker paparazzi, which is the paper doll story. Okay. Um, new ways to die, and of course, uh, issue six hundred. Nice. Um, and let's Blast. see, man, we're just going all over the place today. Big news, and we still have so much to. We, honestly, I have a, I, I basically like graze my copy. I mean, do you, do you want me to, like plow through some stuff really quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 plow through some stuff. Okay, so Punisher's been really cool. I like the Iron Man suit. Yes, art art has been mediocre at best. But, but that um, that book doesn't deserve to be good, and it's good. No, exactly. I, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. So yeah. awesome. Uh, Mighty Thor has been really good. It's been a long journey, and I think we're finally going to be able to see the end of Jane Foster as she comes to cancer, and then Thor somehow will take over Monior. Um, well, yeah, when when uh, because Jason Aaron's got to wrap up his his run before he takes over Amazing Spider-Man, right? That's exactly correct. <laughs> And then we're starting to see these little uh, kind of like – it's broken. This is such a – this concept blows my mind that they're taking these after credit little snippets after the Marvel movies and inserting them to the comic book. Oh, the Wolverine stuff? Where's Wolverine? <laughs> he is in a fucking shitty four-panel page that says nothing because he's asking a question to somebody. He's like, where's Steve L. Rogers? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Where's somebody else? I don't know. He don't oh, say anything. He showed up at the he showed up at the end of uh, Spider Man. Oh, um, was he at? Where's Peter? Oh, he's out there taking <laughs> pictures for the Daily Bugle. No, no. What what it was is uh, what it was is the because the fight was at food stamps. The fight was at Big Ben, and uh, and he's he's like there, but he realizes that the action's over, and somebody's like, "You need to get through, sir," and he's like, "Not Shut yet." Up. Jesus, oh, I, I would love to shake the person's hand who thought of this idea. Look, it, you know what? It's it's better than just printing the first two pages of whatever. No, whatever I agree. Book like, I, I, okay, this is piquing my interest, but it's like, I, I almost just like this is just the movies. This is what they're doing. They're just yeah piecing these through there and it's, hoping that people. No, it's buy totally it dumb. It's totally dumb. Like. It, it but it's like so gimmicky, but it's yeah, it's so it's low key gimmicky. It's like the lowest, the lowest of like touch. It's like, hey, guess what? I'm gonna give you this poopy little page, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna ask a dumb question. But guess what? You feel included with what's going on. He's coming back, though. Trust me, we're gonna, we're not gonna keep him away for too much longer. Yeah, wow. it's just it looks like he's gonna come back in this infinity whatever. Well, he has that gem, whatever, the life gem. Maybe it's a time gem. I can't yeah, remember whatever it is. Whatever it is. 
I am ready for like a straight up, uh, like they can bring him back however they want. I probably won't read it, but I am ready for a straight up Wolverine story again. Okay, if I could write a Wolverine story, I'd be like, Wolverine gets stuck in this hole that is a mile deep, and a whole army of 100,000 ninjas happen to fall in at the same time, and then just watch him get out of it. Like, that'd be a fine Wolverine story for me. That's a little brutal, but... All right, plowing through. Thor's been pretty good, though. Okay, Walking Dead, New World Order, one of six. You read that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I um, was confused by the cover. I thought it was a miniseries because uh, it said part one yeah. of six. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really intrigued. It's just crazy how Walking Dead has managed to sort of keep keep reinventing itself and keep moving moving the story forward after so many issues. I mean, kind of think overall, it's kind of been. I think it's kind of been a slow burn because you think that it was going to travel a little bit farther, but now that they actually are, and it feels like it's been after such a long time, and it almost feels like it's a brand new world for this. Uh-huh. But like you said, I mean, just because like the top banner basically says New World Order 1 of 6, it does look like – but maybe they just think comic book readers aren't smart enough to understand. Well, they – I mean, they might want to they, – they might be doing it just so that people know it's a jumping on point. Well, I mean, DC has been hammering that down since yeah. Rebirth, but it's definitely a little bit different. I thought the cover was really cool with all the Susan stuff, and I mean, it was like, gosh, it was such a tease. <laughs> I'm like, just quit talking, let him in, and see what everything looks like, or just something else like I, that. I'm, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I just, yeah, I agree that Walking Dead can be a slow burn at times, and it's definitely always been written for the trade, but it's just like, there are very, there are very few books that I have stuck with this long. And I mean, cause I've read every issue of walking dead. I mean, I, I wasn't there when it started or anything, but like I've been buying since I've been buying them since issue a hundred. So, uh, or 101 rather was the first issue I bought. So, I mean, there's not a lot of comics that I've been on for 60 issues. So, I mean, if you want to put on the uh, Psychic or Miss Cleo hat, we're at 175 with this issue. Is 200 going to be the end or at the beginning? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I, – I mean, 200 would be two years from now. A lot can happen in two years. Uh, but I don't – I think that the book will end after the show. So the show the show will oh, will have so. to, will be canceled. I, I think he's going to keep writing the he's going to keep writing the book, uh, at, you know, indefinitely, so that they have story t- for the show. Like he's definitely going to do that. But then I think after the show ends, the book will will keep going as long as it sells. I I really hope so. I really do. All right, pushing through. Okay, now we're going to start getting into some DC stuff. Um, are you reading Batman Creature of the Night? No. Okay, that's Kurt Busiek. I know he did some kind of similar, weird, different. Superman oh, oh, this story is before. the secret identity, like spiritual well, successor. Is, yeah, so this is basically um, to kind of breaking it down. It's 
uh, a guy, his name happens to be Bruce Wainwright. So there's obviously parallels to Bruce Wayne, which is a comic book character in his universe. Uh-huh. Um, his parents get shot down. So it turns out as he grows up, there's all these parallels. And it turns out there's someone in his life which would turn out to be Alfred, but it's a family friend who's at the time it's like in the sixties, he's, he's gay. So he can't come out, but he can't really raise Bruce as he needs to be raised. So he's not really his butler. And so his name's like something close to Alfred. Uh-huh. There's just so many different parallels in his life. Um, but basically what's coming, oh, what's coming down to is he's manifesting a Batman, which is essentially, I don't know, like a demon or something. Uh-huh. And, he's, and it seems like it's something like really deep in his head. And it doesn't seem like a Batman story, but more of a person going through a mental health crisis and manifesting their own Batman um, to do to keep them safe as it goes through. But he's like a, a, a head of an investment organization. And a lot of stuff goes his way or he's able to see things ahead of time. Um, but it's the Batman doing things for him, like tipping over a big boat of shipping containers. So uh-huh. his competitor will go under. So it's turning out to be really almost kind of like a psychological thriller where it's not like, um, it kind of reminds me of, um, what's that Bruce Willis? Uh, um, I see dead people movie. The sixth sense. Yeah. It's almost like the sixth sense with Batman, but Batman is like, they're like kind of blacking out. They're almost schizophrenic where he, his alternate personality is Batman and he's probably doing all these bad, th- bad things, but it's like some fragment of his brain turning him into this where he would essentially, you know, have enough money to be able to be Batman if he wanted to. Uh-huh. And, and he's basically tailored his life around kind of being Batman and all this stuff. So, it's really turning out to almost to be kind of like a psychological thriller with the delusion of someone trying to be Batman. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll probably check that out when it uh, once it's once it's collected. Hey, can we take a, a real a real quick break? I need to I need to step away for just a second. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Do you ever get the feeling that there aren't enough podcasts to listen to? Have you already listened to all the podcasts on the internet? Do you just want to hear two 30-something men discuss comic and comic-related properties? The pull list podcast at KendallCast.Ninja may be right for you. As you probably know, I'm Kendall. Every month, my friend Jared and I go in-depth on the comics we've read and related TV shows and movies. Sometimes we have decent insights. Also, I think Punisher works better as a supporting character than on his own. Sometimes we don't prepare well. Maybe people will like the movie. I actually haven't seen the movie yet. Have you seen I it yet? Seen, no, I haven't. I plan on it. And sometimes Jared almost loses his temper. I'm just assuming that you watched the Avengers 4 trailer today. I, I haven't seen it, no. Are you serious? Oh, Kendall, you could get out of here. Are you are you messing with me? No, I have I didn't watch it, no. Mm, you should watch it. Check us out on Kendallcast.ninja or the Kendallcast feed on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. And as always, keep reading comics. Welcome back to the second half of the Pull List uh, podcast, episode 47. Uh, so uh, did you have any other uh, books you wanted to talk about, Jared? 
Yeah, real quick. I want to say thank you, everybody, for listening to that commercial that we just created. We know we're accountable for creating one, so we <laughs> hope you enjoyed it in the meantime. Um, let's see, real quick, other Batman book. Did you read Batman and the Signal by chance? No, no. Um, eh, it was kind of underwhelming. Wasn't too excited about it. Uh, that's one so of them that's coming out of that's spinning out of metal, right? Well, I think. Well, I yes, from the pages of metal, but yeah, I think this was something that was initially created through a workshop that Snyder had going on that oh, created okay. Duke. So it's kind of that sort of brainchild. Um, other than that, Mister Miracle has been really solid. Yes, yes, it, it was. This last issue of Mister Miracle was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, uh, I don't think I don't think that's a controversial statement. No, <laughs> I think everybody. Hot take. Everybody it's Every, been good so far. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh man, it just we're yeah, halfway really through. Good. Yeah, and we're but we're halfway through. The twists and turns we will yeah. eventually take. Um, and then Doomsday Clock has pretty much been the last thing that I read that I want to talk about. Okay, so you did read you did read today's issue? Yeah, I did. Or this week's issue? Yeah. So here's the thing. I read this issue and I feel like I feel like he totally got a bunch of the characters wrong. Jeff Johns did. I don't feel like Batman would have welcomed Rorschach into his house with open arms the way that he did. But also it worked. Yeah, I mean it felt like Batman right away knew or thought he was dealing with a crazy person. So treat him as so like, you know, I mean, tried to feel comfortable in the surroundings and then lull him into a false sense of security and yeah. lock him away. The Mad Hatters. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, there was, there's something about this story that like, it's like Jeff Johns totally gets the tone of Watchmen and and it deconstructs it and deconstructs it and all this weirdness, you know. Uh, we learned a little bit more about Rorschach, about new Rorschach's past that he was like driving a cab when the big explosion happened and his family was killed. So that's that's a that's a little interesting thing. I mean, has his speech patterns always been that weird? Um, so I think, I think that it's intentional that he's just getting excited around that man. Well, well his, I mean, this, this (laughs) version of Rorschach has definitely always talked like that. But I think that the okay, that's all I want to make sure. I I, I, for, I just forgot, and for whatever yeah. reason, it just seemed funny to me. I, I did look back there, so I was just kind of curious. I mean, I, I just kind of figured it. That's how it's always been. But I was just kind of yeah, yeah. I think it's it. It really does it. The way that he writes that he writes this version of Rorschach, it very much feels like somebody is not quite getting Rorschach right. Which is fine because it's a different character, like who's imitating Rorschach. So it it, it actually, it's actually kind of ingenious about you, you know with with that, with that aspect. Um, and and had, I am so glad I get a chance to talk to you about this stuff because honestly, I think you've been helping me out through a lot of this, <laughs> and that's a really nice perspective on how that uh, character is. So keep it coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not. 
sure about the uh, about the end, the pro ending prose thing, the story about the actor that got killed. I mean, obviously, they showed that uh, the accused movie yeah. as it goes through, and there's so there's going to be obviously a couple. Okay, so let's take a look at like the different threads that are kind of being weaved right now. So. The one interesting thing for me is kind of how the, like that superhero uh, theory about 97% of the metahumans are in the United States. Obviously, they're having um, those different locations, what they said in like, Germany and maybe somewhere else where there are explosions, where they're potentially doing metahuman experiments. So I think that's pretty interesting. Now they're kind of throwing in this kind of secret. And so obviously this guy was – killed the actor was killed with the award he won and then in the very end they're talking about he was probably the person that spoke up at the wedding but how does this murder tie into anything that's going yeah on? yeah and the thing is these these ending prose things like like i i'm i trust that i'm reading them usually i don't read them when when people try to tack the ending prose things on try to be watchmen but if anybody's going to be Watchmen, it's going to be this book. Like, yeah, you like have think, to. I mean, I think I think it's fine. It's just Watchmen like did something very specific with those pieces, and I don't know. I don't know if if at the end at the end of this, if Jeff Johns is gonna, if that's gonna if that's gonna be how I feel about it. Now, the comedian coming back to life. I was like, yeah. it's like, what? Well, they didn't really, they didn't really explain it. They almost made it look like he never died in the first place. But I mean, he died. Okay. The- yeah. So, I mean, you kind of have to think that this is probably going to be a part of a grand scheme by Dr. Yeah. Manhattan. He, he went back in time and snatched him and put him into this universe. And it has to be a part of the plan setting everything up. So... I, I think that has to be it because there's there's no again like you said he died there's yeah. no way of like recanting that unless you have like that type of power obviously you would imagine he could probably go back in time and do that if he wanted to so Doctor Manhattan has some grand plan I'm curious about if Batman really does know where Doctor Manhattan is or if he's just saying that to just mess with Warshack oh oh because he said of, because he said oh I know where Doctor Manhattan is yeah he's in the he's in this cell. Yeah. Or if there's something maybe in the journal that says referring to the old Rorschach about hunting him down or potentially threatening him, and he thinks he's that person. Mm. So I think there's a mix-up of identity, and that's what's going to get him out eventually. So there's something in that journal that identifies the old Rorschach as being dangerous or the threat. Yeah. Yeah, that could that could be too. Um, I. Yeah, this is just. And, the the other thing is though the other thing is that like there's definitely some interesting stuff going out going on, but I but the more I read it the more I wish that this was just a Watchmen sequel, like that <laughs> it just took place in the Watchmen world. I love I love the I love the um the mime and the and the oh. and his girlfriend. I lo- you know I love. Thank I love, you. Like I'm I'm glad they started pulling triggers on that because yeah yeah the, it's a joke the, until he actually shows that there's some power that, to it, it, that so. it actually is a gun. And uh-huh. then, and then after he shoots yeah. it, you see that it's like, it's just an invisible gun. Like that was, that was a great reveal. 
and it's like those two are the jokers of their world almost. So it's going to uh-huh. see, you know, like, you know, worlds collide sort of situation. But it's like, yeah, but it's like, I just like, if they, they could have done that, you know, they could have had that exact scene in, in the Watchmen world. I mean, obviously they're going at, you know, they're going after the, Especially with the death and stuff, but too. Like, it's a little more grittier. And but. then, and then like, and then like, I, I like the way that they've been writing Ozymandias. I like the, I like the new Rorschach. I, I mean, I really like, I mean, the t- it, it doesn't even, even the, t- even the times that are in the DC universe. And I know that it takes place in the DC universe because DC rebirth and all that, but it also like kind of feels like it's another timeline. Like it's like, it's another elseworlds. Well, see, we never had a chance to discuss number two and number two really opens it up to how, the DC universe kind of intertwines in it. And it's just kind of that multiverse theory and, you know, characters from different places are getting pushed together in Gotham now. So, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember how did they get into, into the main DC universe? Uh, um, so essentially like that world is collapsing in on itself. And I think there was some, uh, who was it? Um, gosh, I really need to go back and read it, but it was some sort of like kind of portal switch over because Rorschach recruits Mime and whatever her name is and is able to move him over to however. Yeah, that's such a good question. I don't know why I don't know that, but that's probably why I should probably read. That yeah. is why DC needs a GD intro page recapping <laughs> what happened. Uh, just Jeez. yeah, just buy the just buy the second printing of the, of the uh, of the previous issue, so that you can I definitely have it. I just need to go back and read it, but it's yeah. in a stack somewhere. Uh, so th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of at this point, I'm just kind of rolling with it. Like it it does it feels right, it looks right, and it's what I mean. It's it's good so far. Unlike unlike metal, like Ugh, that. That has just that has fallen into like the pit of typical event grandioso that just turns out that you're just delayed and everyone loses interest. Yep. I I mean I don't I still don't I, I don't know what's going on in metal. Still. <laughs> uh, I honestly the, just with them even delaying the next one is just I've just lost so much interest into it. How difficult can it be for you to not have like try an issue of that. Is it the art? What's, what is keeping it up? Like, I don't understand what is holding everything. Yeah. I so. mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I do think they had, they had too many tie-ins. That is very true. And that ruined and that. Ugh, I think metal is going to be one of those where, I mean, it's, it's just going to fall into that column of just typical event mistakes where it's over publicized too many delays and it's just going to be probably an overall let down on the story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the last main issue. Like I had no idea what was going on before yeah, I read several yeah. times, but there was still someone. It's like there, you should let me know if there's essential reading because you're not really kind of keeping a consistent pace with the main story. Line. Well, and like they, they made Marvel it sound like that, they made it sound like the, the Batman who laughs was essential. And it was this one shot, random other world like just an elseworld story that wasn't very good yeah. no so i i don't know that they kind of it feels like they just mm-hmm. hit a speed bump like right after that and i mm-hmm. just 
I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Too much is going on that requires me to read other stories for me to yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. And, and usually, I mean, usually event books, like, you can just read the event. Like, at the because at the end of the day, they want to be able to publish a, a trade of the event of just the of just the the core story. Well, I think the the main idea of it is to hopefully just have a different perspective on the same event through different eyes. And what they're doing is is adding these different perspectives, making it more important to the whole story, and it minimizes the main story, and it's just takes away from yeah. I mean, me wanting to follow it. Or I mean, I, eventually I you have to, and eventually you have to know what's you have to have some idea what's going on. Even something like. Like Final Crisis, everybody was c- complaining when that was coming out that they had no idea what was going on. But if you actually re- if you sit down and read Final Crisis, I mean, if you just read the main book, like maybe you don't know all the details, but you can kind of sort of follow it. Like Darkseid does the anti-life equation and then fights the people. Like Exactly. There should be at least the th- common threads. And every comic – well, a lot of comic books still do that where they have a little – inner monologue where they go over what happened or kind of get you updated a little bit on what's going on. I mean, writers have probably moved away from that, but I know that was way more popular in the past, but I don't know. It just, it just feels way too disjointed at this point for me to really get excited. Like, I don't care about the end of metal. Uh I could tell you what's going on right now. I don't care. So, so you know, what's, you know, what's actually interesting uh, because part of, yeah, part of the issue, you know, you talk about delays you know what book has suffered a lot of delays, but still every issue gets me excited is Southern Bastards. Oh gosh, yeah, that is the exception to the rule because, yeah, I waited with bated breath. Yeah, for new, Southern Bastards all new, the time. Yeah, new issue came out this week. It's been however long since the issue before it, and I don't really remember. I didn't really remember what had happened in the issue before it. Like I remember, you know, broad strokes, the coach is losing and kind of losing face and people are starting to not like him. And, uh, the daughter is around, but like it was, and and this has been true of several issues in a row of this whole like five issue arc that he's been telling, like each issue stands on its own. Like you can kind of tell from context you have some idea of what's of what's going on. Even if you did, even if you hadn't been reading it, you can kind of follow it from context because it's a simple story and it's a self-contained story. And uh, Jason Aaron's such a good writer and he, and it's just works great. And it was a great little, it was a great little story of, of uh, the next, uh, the next thing for coach for coach boss. But I don't want to spoil oh. it because uh, you, you read it. So. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I I have just so many high hopes for this book. Like, I really – if I had a genie and I had three wishes, one of them would be that Southern Bastards came out on a regular monthly schedule. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just – I mean, but yeah, to me, it's just like – it's just like it's, it's good enough and there's enough books out. Like, and, and because the storytelling is so good – I don't forget what happened. I don't. I don't yeah, feel one, lost. Yeah, it's one of those. No, I. Yeah, they do such a great job, and the art's great. They set the mood so well. It's one of those where, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind waiting for it. Of course, I wish it would be sooner. And that's like uh, Black Monday murdered. Like I haven't seen that since we talked. And it's just like, what can I do? I 
I, I want to read it every month, but I just have to wait till it comes yeah. out, which is yeah. fun. But again, like I, my interests more gravitate towards the author, author rather than the character, I guess. Uh-huh. So, um, so I want to hit a, a few, a few books that I've been reading. Oh yeah, um, do it. Uh, we did bring up action comics. Uh, I always talk about it, but this last arc of action has been great. Uh, it's called booster shot booster gold shows up. Um, I love booster gold. Basically, uh, Superman wants to figure out whether this guy, whether Dr. Oz is actually Jarrell. And, um, so it goes back in time to Krypton some stuff happens booster like keeps him from saving Krypton because it would screw up the timeline. And <laughs> then they go into the future and we see the, the booster's dad was a jerk and you know, just, just sort of jaunting around time fighting. Uh, now they're, then they went and fought Zod and, uh, lore Zod, the, the son, the kid from, um, a while back, uh, uh, what's his name? Richard Donner wrote a, run, a little run on action a few years back, where they banished Zod and uh, what's her, and his wife and their and their son uh, to the Phantom Zone. Uh, and their son's Lor Zod, and so now he's fully grown and all kinds of crazy fun stuff. It's just like oh, fun yeah. punching people stuff. Uh, there's a Lois Lane. B story that is not very good, but that's okay. Um, and, uh, what else am I reading? Um, power Rangers. I continue to, um, every issue is the last issue I'm ever going to read. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, I guess one more issue is okay. Uh, Batman white Knight has continued to be really interesting. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I've been enjoying um, it. I'm on board with captain America. I think I was kind of wishy washy with it. The first, issue or two issues i can't remember if it's been I, I can't remember if we've had two or three issues of of the new mark wade run so um, we watched so we, we talked about the first one and i think there's been two cents they've, they've both been pretty good yeah yeah uh this but this this most recent one like is where it was like okay this is so this is what he's doing and and i like it you know he fights where he yeah. fought uh uh, uh craven and, oh, yeah. and just oh, did yeah. a just did a nice little uh, Captain America is a hero kind of kind of little story, like you know, nice little done in one thing. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, what else have we not talked about here on this list? Uh, Ragman um, continues to be like that weird corner of the DC universe that doesn't really like it's a superhero con comic that takes place in the DC universe, but it's just sort of off on its own, doing its own thing. Um, Etrigan, the demon has shown up and that's, that's a uh, main thing. Yeah. kind of interesting. Uh, Riverdale, uh, although the TV show has gotten a little bit better in the last couple episodes, the uh, comic is still better than the TV show. Um, and, yeah, I think that's everything I'm reading. I've actually dropped off quite a bit. I mean, or at least everything worth talking about that I'm reading. I've actually dropped a few books, so I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that that some new stuff comes out that excites me because yeah, I am down to uh, about about 20 issues a month now, uh, which is which is low for me. No, I was saying probably about that too. I, I 
said earlier, I trimmed down a few books too. Just, I don't know. Right now, like, I, there's enough apps, enough stuff out there where I can find them for free that I can wait till trade. So I'm going to be guilty of trade reading on certain yeah. titles. But it's like, I just, why, why I don't, I just, it feels like a waste of money because I'm like, I'm never going to be able to resell them. I don't want, they're not essential to my collection. I'm being more picky, and I think everything coming electric, it's making it easier for me to make my decision. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, but I'm I I'm hoping if there's if there's some new stuff that, because the other side of it is, I've dropped some stuff. Oh, we didn't bring up Punisher. The platoon is good too. Yeah, that's very good. It's still good. Uh, every you know everything I'm reading is still good. I'm not reading anything bad. Yeah, that's yeah pretty much it. Everything that's been bad has been getting cut. I've been definitely been more skeptical or having a closer eye on what I'm reading or spending my money on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping for I'm hoping there's going to be some good Marvel and DC stuff coming up. Um, I'm not reading I'm not really reading any any weird stuff right now, so I would be open to some weird stuff too. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I guess I guess the good thing is right now I've cut enough out that if something shows up, if something comes out oh, that's exciting, yeah, exactly. I can pick it up without. Here without any, yeah. any hesitation. I'm sitting there with open arms. Like, I'll, let's go. T- tell me an interesting story. Get me to buy you something. Like, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, let's, uh-huh. let's do something new. Um, the one other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I did finish Punisher, the Punisher Netflix show. Oh, nice. So. <sighs> Welcome to 2019. For some reason, I'm so, <laughs> for some reason, I'm really, opinionated about Punisher like more so than other than other characters and not always created and not rightfully so like I don't I'm not an expert on Punisher but I do have a very specific version of the character that I think he should be and I also this goes along with uh my hatred for the cliche of the guy that has a crazy vendetta and spends the entire series or movie or whatever tracking somebody down and then decides not to kill them. Okay, and so we had left you at like probably episodes, I don't know, probably seven or eight or nine where was it the hotel episode? Yeah, I think I had I think I had seen the I hotel think it's probably episode. Already, okay, okay. I was gonna say I thought it was like around that point. So, so I did, I mean, I really liked, I really liked, uh, the way that they took out the, the, the one bad guy, (laughs) but, and I know, and I mean, I know that the other guy has got to be Jigsaw, so they couldn't kill him, but I just, ah, the ending just ruined it for me. Like, like that's, I, it's a, I think it's lazy storytelling. I felt like, oh, that probably hurts. I'm like, oh, Russo. Let me guess. Like I didn't do research on the whole show for the, like the last two years, so I didn't know that's going to be Jigsaw at some point. But um, well, I, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, well, well, I just, I just looked up the name Tommy Russo because I was well, like, that sounds familiar. And I was, yeah, oh, it's like, Jigsaw. Like I, oh, God, I saw like such like a mile away when they hired him. I'm like, okay, they'll do Jigsaw. Put a spin on it. Okay, wonderful. We'll see how it happens. Okay, it looks like it probably hurts. I mean, it's 
some of those Netflix, okay, a lot of those Netflix shows get cheesy at some point. And it's kind of like, it's almost like their cheese factor where it's like, it was almost like super comic book-ish. And if you look at like some of the, uh, I think of the Greg Ruck and Steve Dillon stuff where like, you'll find Punisher in the Brooklyn Zoo in a tiger pit feeding a mafia like mafia boss who is like some old woman to a tiger and she eventually makes it out it's like it's it's i guess for me i just have to keep an open mind it's like it's just it's kind of comic bookish but again it's still a little bit on that i just i mean i just like there's got to be other i mean there's other ways that jigsaw i don't know what jigsaw's actual origin story is maybe he did maybe punisher did not leave him for dead, but oh, uh, I was, have you, have you not seen, so have you seen all the Punisher movies? Have you seen the, the Thomas Jane, but have you seen the, um, Ray Stevenson movie Warzone? Yes, I did, but it was a, well, that, it was a while ago. Uh, okay. Yeah. You, that they do another origin story of, uh, Jigsaw cause he's like the main character and he was, uh, the guy who was Jigsaw was like the main dude on the wire. If you watch that. Oh, but, okay. McNulty. Yeah. But essentially he gets thrown into like some big vat where apparently they just throw shards of glass in there and just (laughs) crumbled up into big pieces. So like that's how, like it was just some stupid cliche, but they kind of did that before with this. It was like, okay, it probably hurts. It's kind of brutal. He's rubbing his face against glass. Okay. Jigsaw. We kind of get it. It's comic book enough. I get. I understand where you're coming from too. I just. I just right. feel like. I just feel like the Punisher is not the guy that doesn't kill the bad guy. And that's why it's like one of those like. Well, you probably should have because you left them alive. So now he's going to kill a whole bunch of people, and now yeah. it's under conscious, and you're just going to be even more mad. Yeah, like I mean, he could have, <laughs> like, and and he could have, and obviously he has to survive. So. You know, and I'm not a screenwriter, so I'm not, you know, pretending like this is like actually better. But I mean, you could have had him, you know, had him in a building that explodes or throw him off a cliff or, or exactly or, 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 or or like, or, or have him break glass and grind him in his face or whatever. And then, (laughs) and then leave him, leave him for dead. Like you're going to let him bleed out. And then he somehow survives. Like, like that's, you know, any, those, those kinds of, but, but specifically kind of saying, spe- yeah, specifically saying, I'm not going to kill you because you have to feel guilty. You is, used to be my friend in the military and we did bad things like, together, but I'm not going to kill you. Even that's though just you're like the main protagonist. Yeah, and everything. Like that's just not, that to me is just not the Punisher. Like his one, his one, like. Oh, he'd be putting a, a buckshot through his forehead if he if he had the chance. But he's not. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, ugh, yeah, it's drama. Uh huh. And and I mean, it's it's weird. I I mean, I'm even okay. I even it's kind of came character. around on the. I even came around on some of the weird romantic comedy stuff, like and like him being friends with that fa- with the family and everything afterwards. Like I kind of come, I kind of came around on that, but like I, 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 
but just specifically that that ending just really 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 doesn't work for me like even if even if he had even if if there had been another person who talked him out of it or something like that it would have been one thing but just the punisher his okay, default I mean, I is kill like, the guy <laughs> i mean like, i understand like the torture aspect or how he would want to get his revenge or how he would see it but I mean, yeah but what what does the punisher do what is he known for for ending lives. For, for punishing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Not it's, for torturing. He's not the torturer. Yeah. It's not about, but it's, <laughs> but it's, yeah. Cause it's about, you know, it's about fe- putting fear into the hearts of, of criminals. I think that's, that's the other, that's the other issue with it is that it was, is, and they've, they did this in the other, in the other Punisher, uh, it was either the first, I don't remember which Punisher movie it was. What, what was the one where his whole fa- his family got murdered on the island? Oh, uh, Thomas Jane. Yeah, that that one, that one too. Like it's like they feel like they have to connect his origin story with like him personally wanting to kill, you know, having a vendetta against these specific people. But I mean, really, the Punisher just wants to kill all the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden he's like. Oh, these are bad guys that kill my family. You know what? Screw everybody. Just I'm just going to kill everyone that's bad. Like that's what that's what Jamie Colgrove how he described the Punisher to me when when uh, when he when I was like trying to decide whether I wanted to buy one of the issues way back in 2006. He said bad guys killed his family. Now he kills bad guys. And you know I I mean I've, I've known I talked about it before, but there's some stupid connection that I feel with that type of level of revenge. And I feel that for like, you know, like uh, children that are abused, animals, stuff like that, where it's just like, I honestly wish there was a Punisher so that people that would commit crimes like that would be punished in a bad way. And for whatever reason, I just have always kind of connected. And I think there's that kind of connection, even though there's sort of, I mean, what kind of, I always kind of fear, like, I would love to be able to put, like, a Punisher sticker on my car, but then people might think I'm, like, a Marine or some kind of weird <laughs> thing like that. So I don't like that kind of appropriation, which I don't know if I can say that if it makes sense, but I don't necessarily like the appropriation of the military's use on, like, the Punisher stuff, even though he has – I can appreciate that, and I think it's kind of interesting, too, where I've read stories about, like, people in Marines. Obviously, people have kind of taken a liking to Frank – castle and all that stuff but i mean yeah that culture I, is weird to me because like i want to separate myself from because obviously i like i really like punisher a lot but i don't want to necessarily i don't know it, it just feels like there's two different things there I'm, well it's it's i mean he is a he is a deconstruction he is an anti-hero like you're not always supposed to root for him yeah exactly and I think some people don't get that. It's like, uh, it's like if you, sometimes if you take, if you take satire too far, then you become the very thing that you were satirizing. Although I guess it's not like really satire, but it's like, if you take, if you take commentary too far, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a oh, no, commentary on, yeah, on the, I mean, on yeah. the ultra, ultra violence and the, and the, and and the the logical this is why he's so interesting when he teams up with spider-man or something because or or especially daredevil it's like this is the extreme version this is the next you know the next level of 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 that 
And yeah, he's uh, a perfect like friendly foil where you can have you know value confrontation between two say people on the same side, and yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, and like like one of my favorite moments in in comics uh, is in Civil War when he is sort of joined with the with the anti registration uh, Secret Avengers or whatever they call themselves, Captain America's guys, and then a couple of supervillains show up. It's like Jack o' Lantern and somebody else show up, and they're like, "Well, we'll join you guys too," and then Punisher just shoots them. I love that. Oh, God, that's like my favorite Punishers. Well, one of them, both. it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, but it's like, that's, I mean, and then they're like, what, what Please did you again. just do? And he's like, what? They're, they're bad guys. I kill bad guys. That's what I do, you know? <laughs> um, and then, or like, or like, I mean, honestly, as, as conflicted as I was with the idea of Frank Castle joining with Hydra during Secret Empire, like when he tells when he tells Black Widow, I was never on your side. <laughs> like that's I mean, that's the Punisher. That's understanding the Punisher. He is not he is not a hero. He's a live wire. That's... He is he's a force of nature. He does stuff, <sighs> he, he does bad things to bad people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that what he's doing is right. Well, and that's the thing too, where and then that puts together where you assume that there's probably, and this is something too that I don't think it necessarily gets spoken enough about. It'd be kind of interesting to delve into it more. But like, what is there a superhero code? Is there basically a set of unspoken rules that superheroes live by? And then it feels like they're operating as if. But would it be kind of interesting to kind of hear how that might be communicated in between everybody? And like, what's kind of like. Because you can say, like, okay, you can either be the Punisher or you can be, like, Captain America or, you know, you obviously don't harm anybody, but, you know, how does that work out? Is there, like, an unspoken rule mm-hmm. um, or and other like, rules? And, like, well, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, the obvious answer is that everybody has a different set of a, de- a different moral code, you know, and you think everyone has so many teams and, and, like, there's so many umbrellas and stuff. Like, do you imagine them, too, like... Okay, so think about this as a corporate structure. So there's industry of the Avengers, Super Umbrella, and then there's so many different factions of teams. I mean, I think it would be kind of interesting if you could do a story where if there is like a corporate leader disseminating information throughout the teams of, you know, certain stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of what they did with the initiative. That's kind of what they did with the initiative. Um, uh oh, did I lose you? Oh no, I'm here. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, the, a more a more specific, organized, you know, tra- yeah. making sure everyone gets training, everyone follows the rules, all that. But, but yeah, no, I mean, it is it is interesting though because yeah, because Spider Man is never going to kill somebody. Cap, I feel like Captain America probably killed people in World War Two. Um, and yeah, so, and, and he could theoretically, he would be more than happy to kill Hydra agents. Yeah. Um, I think that Tony Stark, uh, also might be willing to kill depending on, but it's not like a, a hard and fast rule, you know, Batman, at least in the comics, at least like the version of everybody, the people who are as opinionated about Batman as I am the Punisher, uh, <laughs> they say Batman would never kill Batman would never use a gun. 
People was... die. Batman kills people. And that's one thing, too, where it's like, I don't think Batman reads the obituaries because he's like, oops, I shot a bat grapple into his chest and yeah. really need to kill him. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, well, that's like, uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's the idea. One of the ideas in White Knight is that, like, there's this. Oh yeah, exactly. Crazy <laughs> amounts of of injury and property damage are caused by Batman, and if you just and and if you just took all the funding that is from from if the police had all the funding that Batman, you know, repairing Batman's destruction of the of property, then then they they could do anything. Ah, um, uh, yeah. So I mean, you could really probably go. Well, I mean, you kind of found to go deep into like a true like Illuminati where there's like truly a brain trust disseminating this type of information all the way down. Well, that's I mean, that's but, the Illuminati. Well, yeah, they did well, I it like, already. Well I, I, well, I don't know. I think like even more in this kind of scope would be kind of fun and interesting to see if they really had like a true like the watch them get stuck in a conference room for a week and try to like map this stuff out and then I just mean, sitting there drinking. Of like coffee crafts and I mean, like have you ever stuff. read a Brian Michael Bendis book? Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think we need to update this, but I think that'd be kind of funny too. Where it'd be kind of interesting to see that, but or even like uh, I think it was Kurt Busiek's uh, run of of Avengers in the nineties. Totally, that's totally that. Like they got a big group of Avengers all in a room trying to. Decide what to do. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a thing. It's it's yeah, a thing yeah, that's been done. done yeah. But yeah. but yeah, no, I, <laughs> that's a stupid thing. Like, why would I ever think I have an original idea when it comes to comic books? Or or like um oh what was it? oh well the the tick. Have you watched? I forget if we were if we were recording uh, when I it seen, came out. I've seen, like, Did the you watch the, the tick Netflix or, or Amazon show? Yeah, uh, well, I mean good. I mean yes. First of all, yes, it's really good. Uh, but, uh, also it's, it's interesting because it does operate. It does. It is a world in which basically the initiative, like superheroes can be licensed. Um, and, uh, and you know, and so that's a thing. I mean, I think that's how the powers, uh, universe, uh, the, um, you know, the Bendis, the Bend his Bendis book that he wrote in the early two thousands that became a it's like on it's like a PlayStation Network exclusive show or something. Uh, oh, I remember that with uh, uh, Putty from the Seinfeld. I maybe I don't I don't know <laughs> I only watched I watched like the first couple episodes on uh, Crackle. Because that's the Sony thing. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, they could never talk. About but that. it was like, but it was like, Crackle has commercials, and this was not designed to be a show that had commercials. So there's no like logical spots for the commercial break to be. Oh. So it was like super awkward. Plus, plus like the episodes are 60 minutes long. So if you add 20 minutes worth of commercials in there, it makes the episodes really long. Yeah, I know we've seen some of those where it's just like mid sentence they'll just cut out and like what? Like, oh we're gonna save some health insurance. <laughs> and then just pop back in, like, Oh yeah, I ate a dog today for lunch and it's just like, What? What happened? <laughs> like, I ate yeah. a dog today for lunch. <laughs> or right. maybe he said I ate a hot dog for lunch, but <laughs> he cut it out and said I ate a dog for lunch. So okay, okay. <laughs> 
All right. I think that's I think that that's probably a good place to to wrap up the episode. <laughs> probably right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, check us out next month when we'll be. Uh, right. Episode talk- fifty is coming soon. Yeah, yeah. If we're you know if we're counting. If we're counting. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Until next time, keep reading comics. <laughs>